Welcome to the latest installment of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. On this episode, we talk with Monumental Basketball Vice President of Player Development and Engagement, John Thompson III, about an upcoming event on January 14th, celebrating the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King with a virtual roundtable discussing the responsibility of today's athletes regarding social activism and community activation. The event features Washington Mystics players Natasha Cloud and Alicia Clark, Wizard Center Daniel Gafford, and former Wizard Center Atan Thomas. Here now is my conversation with John Thompson III on this latest edition of the Off the Bench Podcast. Capital One Arena is partnering with Clear to help Wizards fans get into home games faster for free. Beat the crowds on game day and enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Download the free Clear app and get started today by selecting Wizards. When you arrive, you'll take a quick picture at the Clear pod to confirm you are you and then walk right in. Download the free Clear app today to get started. John, I want to start with you. Just when I say Black History Month, what is the significance of it for you in 2022? Um, you know, <laughs> so pardon me, maybe being the cynic that I am, comes immediately as you pose that question. It's like, why is it a month? <laughs> why are we limited to a month? Mm-hmm. You know, once you get past that, I mean, I think it's a time where we recognize, we acknowledge, we teach um, about the significant impact that that significant figures, black figures have made uh, throughout the history of this country. You lived in a household where you had one of those significant figures, not only for your family, but for all of us. Your father was a a shining example of black excellence. What was that like kind of just growing up? I know you've told me before, you know, he was just dad to us, but I'm sure when you went out in the community, people come up to you a lot and just be like how much of an impact he had on the community. Yeah, but my, my initial answer that you've heard me say a million times still is applicable. I mean, that was that was dad. That wasn't John Thompson. That was his pops. And so I knew nothing else. I knew, you know, how we were treated, how he was treated. It, I had no other point of reference. That was the norm. Um, and so it did not seem abnormal. Now, as you get older, um, and, and as he's no longer with us and you, you, you get a chance to take a step back and, and, and a lot of those discussions when people come up to you and a lot of understanding what he meant to a lot of people and the influence he had on people that he never had a conversation with or never saw, um, then it becomes, you, you realize the importance, you realize um, and, and you're honored, proud mm-hmm. um, um, of, of a lot of the, the, the lives that he has touched and the influence that he had um, just in doing what he thought was right. How did he kind of teach black history to the family? Just by living his normal life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can honestly say I don't think we sat down. And if we did, it was mom leading the way, not pops. (laughs) Um, I don't think we sat down and had a, this is is a black history discussion. I mean, but that being said, there was was an effort to, to make sure we knew who important people were. You know, you look at this this weekend, this upcoming celebration, Martin Luther King, knowing the sacrifices and the risks that Dr. King took that put not only his himself in, in, in harm's way, but his family and his followers also. Just really thinking about celebrating a generation of people that 
even at a young age, you know, I, I told you, you know, I've grown, I grew up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, but just 20 miles away was the Greensboro Four, a city in. These were four black men that were 19 years old, freshmen sitting at the counter, making an impact. So when you think of that generation, what comes to your mind? You know, I, I hope, and, and, and you see it playing out, you know, you, you, you look at that generation and you see how they are influencing the current generation. And you hope that the current leaders of today, be they athletes, be they church leaders, be they politicians, be they the guy in the barbershop or whomever, whoever the leaders of the community are, can, can take a look at that generation and, and be willing to take a risk and be willing to, to stand out there and be willing to lose things. I mean, you go back and, 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 and you say, you know, Rosa Parks took a seat. Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And if, if you are honest and take a step back, as much progress as we have made, we still very much in many ways at the same place as we are. You, you take back and you talk about Dr. King during this weekend and during the celebration. And, and a lot of what he did was for human rights and for voting rights. And you, you know, personally, I stopped looking, you realize that the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is still sitting on a desk up in Capitol Hill. Right. And it has not moved and since, since, since Congresswoman Terry Sewell uh, brought it to the floor. And, and, and why is that? Why has it not progressed? And, and, and you stop and look at a lot of the, so let me just digress. You brought up my dad. You know, one thing as he was dying, one thing that made him extremely proud was to look at the athletes of today. And as literally he's laying on his deathbed in the last couple of weeks and as he's watching the TV as we're going through um, the summer of George Floyd and everything that, that followed that. And, and it made him extremely proud to say, hey, athletes are speaking up. Athletes are, are, are willing to take a risk. Athletes are willing to lose everything as Colin did, not to say he lost everything, but you right. get my point. Um, and that's something that made him proud to see that, 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 that sports, that, that sports figures um, were, were leading the charge in many ways. I think about monumental basketball during the summer of 2020 and seeing Natasha Cloud and Bradley Beal really speaking about what the significance of the summer of 2020 was about and marching to Dr. King's statue. That's impactful especially in this community, and you talked about the young people. I remember having a conversation with some older people in my family, and they feel like that that was kind of a renaissance of young people seeing something, and instead of just watching it, they were doing something about it. What did you think about the summer of 2020 and just the fact that these young people were getting activated? Uh, it, it, it made you feel good. I mean, we were and are uh, going through what I will call tumultuous times. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're going through times where action is needed and you just can't be complacent. And to see our athletes, when I say our athletes, I mean Monumental's athletes, as well as those sure. around the country, um, take a leadership position um, in, in what can be lonely. So it's, it's one thing for you and I to sit here and praise their actions and commend them for their actions. But for every John Thompson and Chris Miller is someone out there that's saying they were wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's, it can be a lonely, a lonely show. I may mess this quote up, but I think it was 1957, Dr. King said about Jackie Robinson, 
that, that he's walking the byways of a lonely road towards freedom. Now I chopped that up, that's not accurate, but something along those lines. But it's lonely when you step out. It's lonely when you take a stance because for, for, for all those that, that agree with you, um, there are many that don't. And so to see back then as well as now, our athletes be willing to take that chance and to step out there, um, uh, it means a lot. And, and, and they have an understanding they meaning today's athletes, they meaning our athletes, of the impact that they have. You know, and that's something that sometimes people verbalize, that's something that's spoken, um, but I think they do truly have an understanding that there's some little boy, little girl somewhere watching them yeah. and wants to emulate them. You know, as much as everyone, you know, wants to emulate Allen Iverson's crossover, you know, they're going to want to emulate Natasha Cloud standing up there leading a march for what she feels is right. Mm -hmm. John, tell me about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s social justice virtual roundtable that you put together. Well, it, 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 it ties into everything we're talking about. And what I wanted to do was just bring together our athletes. And we have uh, two mystics, Alicia Clark and, and Natasha Cloud, um, Daniel Gafford from the Wizards, Ethan Thomas, uh, Wizard alum, uh, very active in the community, author. Uh, and Jesse Washington, senior writer for the ESPN's Undefeated, um, who will be moderating the roundtable. And I wanted just to have them talk about where they are, how they view, like forget what John Thompson thinks, how they view the world today, how they view their responsibility. You know, with the primary audience um, being local high schools in the DMV. So we're going to have a bunch of high schools that have already, you know, that are going to be uh, the audience and be able to ask questions at the end and just ha have the young boys and girls that are leaders. And, and this is what I think we all need to understand. So you, you're going to be sitting there, you're going to be watching Wizards, Mystics, alum, you know, ESPN senior writer. But for everyone in the audience, in their own community, they probably are a leader mm -hmm. or they can be a leader and just some understanding of how, what that connection is between the two and what how they can influence change or make a change or be a part of the process as we work towards some of the goals and aspirations that Dr. King had decades ago that we're still striving for. You know, social media has such an impact on everybody's life today. And I feel like because these young people are getting activated, they can really use their voice and kind of amplify it through social media. There are good and bad things that come with social media, but the impact of activation using social media, how important is that today? You know, so it's, it's, it's I'm in many ways a dinosaur. Um, I'm not gonna put you in that category and we'll leave you out of that. Um, I appreciate but, it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crucial, it's the world yeah. we live in. I mean, that, that is how movements are started. That's how movements are ended. Um, that's how we communicate as a people now through social media. Now, whether the dinosaur wants to accept that or not is irrelevant, that's, that's the world right. we live in. And so. Um, I think understanding and being able to finesse, manage, uh, use, utilize that tool, because that's what it is. It's, it's a tool of communication. It's a tool of, 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 of getting your message out. It's a tool uh, that, that must be used and managed uh, in all facets of society. And, and as we talk about uh, uh, movements, that's just one part of it. And you can really get something going right away. You know, a hashtag, it's amazing. If you, it's, I mean, you're not a, you're, you say you're a dinosaur, but you understand, like, if somebody just says, hashtag the movement, 
then everybody that's looking at that hashtag is getting involved and you get your message out there and, and, and kind of move forward. How have you kind of dealt with the athletes of Monumental in, in 2022 about using your voice in situations like this with obviously black history or whatever kind of, I don't know, whatever subject they want to deal with? You know, I, I think the main thing is just to, to, to continue the narrative and make sure they understand they do have a voice mm -hmm. and make sure whether you are the all-star Bradley Beal or the guy that's just holding on to that last spot in the go-go, yeah. um, um, that you are just as important and you have a voice and you have a place. I think it's important that they understand um, what I said, what I think a lot of our athletes do understand. Is, is that they are being watched, they are being followed, they are being emulated. Um, you know, the things that they say and do and how they act, uh, there's someone out there um, that, are, that, are, that are taking that literally, good, bad, right or wrong, and, and acting upon that. And so I think that just making sure our, 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 our ladies and gentlemen understand, and they do, we're fortunate, I think we have a very bright group, we have a group that, 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 that understands, that, that has a perspective uh, a proper perspective of where they fit into into society, um, and they are, for the most part, across the board, engaged, and they want to be engaged, and they don't want to just be uh, a spectator um, in all aspects of life, not just what goes on on the court. Well, from one dinosaur to another, you want to take a selfie real quick? A selfie? Now, what's that? <laughs> the <laughs> John, thank you for joining us on oh, the Off the Bench for, Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. <laughs>